The following podcast is a production of Hardly Awesome Studios in association with the network. Find us at BICBP-radio.com. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Out of the Shadows. I'm one of your hosts, Chris Chavez, joined as always by Jim Clark. Hey, hey, hey. What's going on, everybody? My voice is going. Yes, I can hear it. I'm losing it. <laughs> my go- I've never really truly lost my voice, so I'm going to see if I can actually do that. So after we're done recording, I'm just going to start screaming as loud as I can nonstop for like an hour and see what happens. You should maybe wait till you get everything else you got to record today recorded before you it's do that. a good idea. That's, that's just idea. my recommendation. <laughs> yeah, that's a good idea. Um, maybe I can call. Is that something I can call in for? I guess not. I don't have to. I don't have to be on the phone with anybody. Well, you could. I mean, you could just say, "Oh, Rona." Oh, I was in a you crowd. Say, of people. I don't know. I was in a crowd of people, maskless, with sweat and spit flying everywhere. Yeah. Um. No, I wasn't at Lollapalooza. <laughs> Jesus, no, that would dude. have been cool, but those have crowds you, were Did you see dude. that? Did you see No, that? I didn't see it. You were telling me about it, but I didn't see it. Bro, I am going to tag you in an Instagram post that when you see this crowd, like it makes you like, it's just for me as uh, when you know what we're coming out of, right? I yeah. just think to myself, what the shit did the organizers think was like, what were, what were they thinking? I don't know, dude. They said really something don't. about that they man t- they 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 required everyone that was going to go to be tested ahead of time. But it's kind of like can okay, you, so you get tested three days beforehand, you could still can, have it. At can the you event, even prove dude. that they did? Yeah, no, yeah, I know. I'm, I hear I'm, you. Man. I'm uh, I'm tagging you in this Instagram post, and it's based. It's just day two and three too, and it's one of these things where there's a. It shows you the picture, and you swipe it, and it's the crowd, and it just keeps pulling back further and further, dude. In Insane. Oh my God. Right? No social distancing. And wow. if you really scroll in and zoom in, I don't think I see one mask. Oh, no, no. Oh, I, fi- I found one mask. I found one. Someone's wearing a mask in there. Oh one person, one girl out of this entire crowd on that first picture has a mask on. It's insane. This dude it's has a mask on, but it's under his chin. It's all the way under his chin. Well, that's going to do you a lot of good. But isn't that insane, dude? Damn, dude. Yo, like we went, we, for those who don't know, we were away in Long Island this weekend for a show. Amityville. Yeah. And even there, dude, we were at the show at the venue and it was maybe a hundred people. Uh, I think, maybe. I think 80, I think it's 80 at the most because I don't think it, it was able to hold that. And I, that they, didn't, um, they only had so many tickets. Yeah. Um, so maybe a hundred, but still um, it was, but I was even, feeling. yeah, dude, I was uncomfortable. I had mask. my mask on. Yeah. I was at the back of the, the, the venue, dude. I was trying to not get really near anybody. So I'm, I've been this kind of mentality recently where like, it's like I've gotten vaccinated and I'm hoping other people have, because I mean, I, our state is at 57%, but I was a little uncomfortable. That's why yeah. I the first night, even though it was kind of crazy, the first night I was kind of pushed up, but I moved over towards the side of the wall and the rest of the night it was kind of, most of it was at my back, which is great. 
Yeah. The second night, it was all at my back, which was awesome. But again, it's still all closed in. Everybody's in this area breathing, sweating. Um, So who knows? Maybe, maybe, I mean, I don't want to jinx myself, but I mean, I'm hoping I'm not sick. I'm really hoping I'm not sick. I'm hoping this is just from screaming my ass off. And then I'm hoping that the thing that's going on with my nose is like post-nasal drip from fucking that freezing cold air conditioner that I was sleeping next to on the second night. It could be. It, it could was literally be, um, blowing in my face. Um, overall, though, I mean, I feel okay, except for like it's hard to breathe and I have a headache and I'm pretty run down and tired feeling and I'm sneezing and coughing all day. Yeah. Um, but I feel great. I feel great. great. <laughs> <laughs> I'm feeling a lot better than those kids in the movie we watched, dude. Oh, yeah. Damn, dude. Um, <laughs> I hope so. Seeing as you're still alive. Let's do it, dude. Uh, let's yeah, get into, let's get into what we're this. doing. So we finished 1981 uh, last week. And we decided we were going to jump into the movies of Rob Zombie. Yes. This, for this like next four or five movies, we're going to write four or five? Four. It's five. five. It's five. We're watching uh, Rob Zombie films to discuss his original films. We're not talking Halloween. Um, but we are we're not going to talk his, El Super Bistro either. No, 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 no. We're not talking that. We're, we're talking his mainstream films. And the first one we're going to kick off with, we're just doing them in the way they were released. So we're watching the, yep. we, we watched the directorial debut, his, his, uh, his very first film in terms of Hollywood film. Yeah. Uh, House of a Thousand Corpses. Howdy, folks. You like blood, violence, freaks of nature? On a stormy Halloween night, four young people set out across the back roads of America. What's that? It's a hitchhiker. What, should we stop? We can't leave it right here in the rain. In search of a mysterious figure known only as... Dr. Satan. You know anything about the legend of Dr. Satan? Yeah, I can show you. Dr. Satan! Ah, Dr. Satan! What they uncovered... (laughs) You ain't seen nothing yet is the most horrifying and shocking tale of carnage ever seen. Well, I bet you'd stick your head in the fire if I told you you could see hell. You seen this girl? Yeah, they want to play Nancy Drew with this local legend that people call Dr. Satan. Stupid kids probably got themselves lost. Let's get out of this nut house. The boogeyman is real. And you found him. It's From director Rob Zombie comes a journey into hell. This can't be real, this can't be real, this can't be real. House of a Thousand Corpses. Hope you like what you see. You've seen this, right? Like, it's, oh this yeah, the first time. Okay, okay. Yeah, I've, I I own this one, dude. This is one I own, and I've seen so quite a, a few times, handful of times. Yeah. So yeah. I guess there's no question. There's no like walking out of the theater. What did you think? Because we, we you enjoyed it then. This is your yeah. Like, you like this movie. I like the movie. I'm a huge. How fan did of you? Um, how did I mean? This is a this is a relatively recent movie in our timelines, at least in our existence. Oh, yeah. So how did you come come to this movie originally? 2003. Okay, so you're talking. Um, I was a fan of Rob Zombie already. I was a fan of the band White Zombie. Okay, and then okay. he went solo, and I liked his solo stuff as well. And when I heard he was making a movie, I was like, oh man, because the thing with Rob Zombie is, is if you're a fan of his stuff, 
you already know. You already know yeah. the aesthetic. You already know what you're getting is this kind of 70s horror, kind of dirt, grimy, you know, uh, grindhouse style aesthetic. And that's his music, mm-hmm. his music videos. Even the dude himself looks like he stepped out of an 80s horror movie. Yeah. Yeah. You know, really he's got does, that dude. really 80s, that dusty 80s look to him um, or 70s look. But, um, you know, being a big fan, I was like, you know what? I'm going to check this out. When I saw this was coming out, I was going to check it out. I was like, let me see what this is about. When the trailer came out, I was like, oh my God, it's everything I thought it was going to be. It looks so Let great. me ask you, ready? When did you first see the trailer? I, mean, I know oh, you're not going to remember this. What was I the year? Do you remember the year? No. I okay. Cause I got you. a comment for that later on. We'll revisit. No, I, oh, I know about, I know about what was going on, but was, did, was oh. it, was the trailer released publicly from what I saw? Yeah. Yeah. It was released. Like they were playing in theaters and everything. I know that they Back were playing the trailer. So basically what we're, we're talking about here is the, when Rob Zombie first wrote this, he got the idea because he was designing a, a horror, a haunted house for Universal Studios for Halloween Horror Nights. Mm-hmm. And it was going to be called House of a Thousand Corpses. Um, and so when he filmed the, the movie, I remember, he, I don't know if I read this somewhere, but the, there was something about how the trailer used to play during, while you were waiting in line for the ride. Like that's mm. where you saw the trailer. I don't okay. know if it was in the theaters. I just remember like when it was coming to theaters, like knowing like, holy shit, I got to see this movie. This is Rob Zombie. And yeah. I remember seeing that thinking like, wow, cause it doesn't show much. Like if you watch the trailer, you know, it's, it's a lot of, it, it, it looks, it looks like texas chainsaw or or last house on the left it's got that kind of that you know that grimy 70s kind of grindhouse horror look to it and yep. i was i was sold dude i was in i was like i'm gonna I'm obviously gonna see this movie yeah what about you uh well okay this is dating ourselves but this is one that i remember seeing on the shelves of blockbuster all the time dude and i would always when i was a kid i'd always just walk through the horror aisle just to see I knew my parents wouldn't let me rent any of them, but just to see what there was and see the covers. And this is one that I always re- remembered seeing and that, that corpse face on the, on the front of the cover. Yeah. And just the name of the movie, House of a Thousand Corpses. I'm like, oh man, that sounds rough. Uh, yeah, and dude. yeah, kind of is rough when you get into it, man. Um, yeah, dude, I don't how- remember even when the first time I saw the movie was. It has that feel when you hear that title. It has a feel of those old school horror movie titles. Yeah, you know what I mean. It doesn't. It's not like it's not like a trendy name like like horror movies had for a while. You know, maybe even one word titles. This yeah. was this was House of a Thousand Corpses, and immediately without seeing a trailer, without seeing the movie, you hear that title and your mind is yeah. it goes dark immediately. It goes dark, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. So so yeah, let's get into it, dude. Let's get into this movie. Okay. It's exactly basically how I said it. It's it's like we're watching something from way earlier than 2000s. Oh aside, yeah. Aside from the stylized part, there's parts of it that are stylized. It looks kind of like MTV-ish. You know what I mean? If that makes any kind of okay. sense. Yeah. You know the the flashes of of footage and stuff in between scenes. Um, mm-hmm. Sometimes to set the scene, sometimes not, just to keep you in this kind of horror mindsets. With you know when you see these things coming up. Um, but yeah, man, it feels, it feels like one of these old movies. It feels like you could go and watch this at the drive-in in the seventies and first see Texas chainsaw. And then this is going to be the one right after. Yeah. A double feature. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yep. Yep. Um, thoughts, dude, what are yours overall on the movie? Yeah, um, let's talk it. 
great, dude. It's great. It's dirty. It's gritty. It's everything you'd want in this type of film. Um, and obviously, I mean, that's what he set out to make. Um, and, and to be introduced to Rob Zombie as a filmmaker in this sort of way, like that first opening scene is uh, the robbery scene, correct? Yeah. When uh, Spaulding's getting robbed. And well, first you're listening escalating. to the, first you're listening to banter, right? You're listening yeah. to these two guys talk, and one of them's just like, you could tell he's like, well, copting Spaulding. First of all, you're like, oh god, like he's kind of cool feeling, and and he's funny, right? But he's also like that, like if this was real life, and you walked into that place, you'd feel uncomfortable talking to that. Oh guy. yeah, you'd want to be get like, out nah, fast. dude, I I don't want to be here. Let's just skip this and go to the next one, you know? <laughs> right. Even if you saw the sign for murder ride, I'd be like, yeah, right. I'm not going on a pl- murder ride in this kind of place. You know exactly, what I mean? dude. Um. But then there's that other guy, right? He seems like that. He's the customer who's constantly there all the time talking your ear off. You know what I mean? He's talking about some guy that's like poking pencils in his eye and and (laughs) all this crazy shit, dude. And then, yeah, then the robbery goes down. And for me, this kind of reminds me of uh, you've seen from Dust Till Dawn. No, oh, I haven't. haven't. No, we okay. discussed that this week. There's an opening. And the opening of that starts with this kind of a feel too, with the two guys, you know, and it seems like they're robbing the place. Um, but yeah, right away we get kicked off into this is going to be ultra violent, and we are also kicked off into this is his style of horror, right? Like, yeah, like this is his style of filming. There's a lot of strange angles, weird cuts. And he does that thing that they do in the seventies where it's that quick zoom in. Right. And Mm -hmm. it just kind of keeps zooming in and you're just, it's almost uncomfortable. It lingers. Yeah, Yeah. dude. Yep. Um, so yeah, dude, this movie is, let's talk about what the story is. So basically the story is these kids, right? These kids are going across the country, collecting stories for a book they're writing about, like all these weird roadside attractions. Well, hang on there, hang on there, hang on there. Yes, it's a group of kids, but who's writing the book? It's the two dudes. They're dragging their girlfriends along. True. Who don't want to be there? Yeah, and they make it They make it very well known that they don't want to be there. Yep. Um, and uh, they stay, They end up, you know, it's starting to rain. They, they stop to get gas at, at Captain Spaulding's station where he also sells fried chicken. Um, and so when they go in there, they see that it's, it's, it's almost like the gas station itself is a museum to weird and strange things, right? Yep. Creepy shit. Um, which again, I feel like if I was out in the middle of nowhere, I'd just be like, yeah, I, you know what? I'm going to chance it and keep driving for, until I see another <laughs> gas station. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I hear you, dude. I would too. Not, no, no. But these Especially guys are after fascinated. Seeing this movie. Yeah, these guys are fascinated. They're like, they want to know what's up with this place. So uh, they talk to this guy because what they're looking for specifically is a place called... Um, is it called Dr. Satan's tree or is it just, uh, yeah, right. It's, it's the tree where Dr. Satan was hung or some crazy shit like that. They're looking for Dr. Satan basically. Mm-hmm. And, uh, captain Spaulding is like, yeah, I can, I can show you how to get there. Um, and then he takes them on this weird little ride, which is basically just them sitting in a cart with this big dude pushing them behind, like the giant <laughs> giant guy pushing behind, you know, pushing them from behind. Uh, through these weird mannequins that's it's just kind of like a little horror house basically yeah of real serial killers though yeah yeah it's like um it's like the uh what is it mr mr toe's wild ride at disneyland it was basically the exact same ride as that dude that ride was creepy and and old school and this was the exact same thing dude yeah they uh they end up getting off the ride getting ready to leave right and Mm -hmm they assume they have a blowout. Their tire blows out. No, no, no. First they pick up a hitchhiker. 
They're mm-hmm. driving. They see this girl on the side of the road, Sherry Moon Zombie. They pick her up, and uh, they're driving for a while, and they're talking. And all of a sudden, you hear this ex- like this explosive sound. We know there's a dude in the woods holding a shotgun up. Uh, they know their tire just blew out. So they're like, all right, we got to go get some help. And she says, listen, my brother's a mechanic. He's just down the road. We can go get him with you. Let's go. Let's go get him. Very much like uh, Motel Hell style. Yes. Oh, yes. Very much Motel Hell, dude. Uh, there's so much in here that you see those kinds of things like Motel Hell. I mean, the obvious one is Texas Chainsaw. Right? Oh, yeah. Like things yeah. Like that. Obvious. That's in your um, face. But uh, so, yeah. So so they go and ends up being this house uh, where if you've seen Texas Chainsaw 2, that's this house. It's all of these like over the top, absolutely disgusting, psychopathic people. There's are we going to go by? Let, let me let me go by the names of the characters, right? Yeah. So Sid Haig plays Captain Spaulding. We met him yep. at the house. We have Sherry Moon Zombie plays this character, Baby, and she introduces them to her mother, uh, Mother Firefly. This is the yep. Firefly family where they, that we are introduced to, played by Karen Black. Um, we're also introduced to the giant. He shows up tiny, this giant, this totally like yes, this tiny. dude suffering from gi- gigantism. Uh, we're introduced to Otis, mm-hmm. Bill Mosley. Um, we're introduced to him because at the very, very early beginning of the film, right before we even find out what's happening with Captain Spaulding, there's this, this, these news reports of these, these cheerleaders that are, are kidnapped, right? Yep. And so when we, when we are first introduced to Otis, we see who has him. And he's he's fucked up, dude. He's like torturing them. It's it's just it's fucked up shit. It's Texas Chainsaw stuff. To be honest with you, I think this movie is a little bit worse than Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Oh yeah, in terms he, of it, he turned brutality. up the volume. But no, not even because Texas Chainsaw they're they're murdering people. Yeah, to eat them. Okay, right. I get that. These people <laughs> are murdering people just to murder people, and and, and a to torture them, b to murder them, and then. C, mutilating their bodies and doing all kinds of wacky shit to them, doing experiments on them. This is like some other level of fucking horror house, dude. Yeah. 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 Uh, basically, we end up having all the kids in the same place, and it's going to be a while while their car's getting fixed. So they figure, well, you know what? We're gonna. The, this family says, why don't we entertain our guests? We're going to have yes. them here for dinner, and then we're going to put on some entertainment for them. So first, they're brought to the dinner table, and they're introduced to Grandpa and Grandpa uh, Hugo. They all have to wear these weird masks and shit. It's all yeah, know, super right? creepy, fucked up shit. And you know, after some uncomfortable back and forth with them, you know, we end up moving to the living room where they're going to put on a performance. And the first piece is Grandpa Hugo with his stand-up act. Yeah. <laughs> Which isn't wanted, really a stand-up act. This is just him being as like profane as possible. If if this poor dude wasn't dead, this actor, I would love to see that as a, as a, as a touring show, dude. <laughs> <laughs> He's fucked up, dude. Uh, then we, we move on to uh, Sherry Moon Zombie doing this kind of lip-sync performance in which she ends up on the lap of uh, one of the guys, Rain Wilson, and his girlfriend's not happy about that. So she shoves her off, and they get into kind of an altercation. Um, but don't forget, these a- guys were, were flirting and getting all into it with with Baby and, and Mother Firefly the entire time, oh. and right in front of their girlfriends. Chris Hardwick and Rain Wilson, dude. Yeah. Don't give a shit. Um, but yeah, so then it you know it looks like he's, she's about to get her ass stabbed, but then all of a sudden... Um, 
the brother shows up and is like, your, your truck's ready. You guys need to leave. Yes. What's and his so name? everybody's, Rufus? yeah, Rufus, everybody's Rufus. jumping in the car, getting ready to leave. And uh, as they're driving, right, they're see- they're being screamed at, they're freaking out, they're screaming, and there's these weird looking kind of scarecrowish figures, um, which I think what was it? Uh, it's a gate, right? They come up to the gate, and they- yeah, the gate's closed, so he, uh, Ryan Wilson gets out to go open the gate. So and that's Rain- when the scarecrows move, yeah, and come down two by four and smack him on the back of the face, or, or no, he turns it's- just in time, and, and it's blasted. pouring rain too, right? Uh, and that's it. All hell breaks loose, dude. Like, yep. they, they start getting attacked. And the next thing we know, it's, uh, it's the next day. And it's, it's Halloween. And you see Rufus taking the car. He's, he's in his, his, uh, his uh, tow truck, and he's towing their car away. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, we've got one of the girls that was on the trip. Her, grand, her dad is like... He, he was expecting her home the night before. She had called him from the gas station saying, here, we're here. We'll be home late. He said, okay, no problem. So he's worried. He's like, where's my daughter? He calls the cops in town. He's like, listen. And he is an ex-cop himself. Yeah. This is so-and-so. Yep. My daughter's out there. The guy's like, oh, I know who you are. What's going on? Yeah, I'll go check out. I'll look for your daughter. And she, he says, you know, last place was Spalding's. So he goes out there. A cop and his partner go out there to look for them. And Captain Spaulding says, yeah, I told him to go by this. They were looking for Dr. Satan, the tree and all that shit. So I sent them down that way. So cops mosey on down to the Firefly, uh, you know, mansion, mansion of horrors. And uh, it didn't turn out well for them, dude. All the while, while they're searching for these kids, all the terrible horrors and shit that's going on in this house to these kids. Ryan Wilson Wilson is dead and becomes a human mermaid. He's literally in a. He's, they have him in this, like in the barn or something, strapped up to a board, and they're like stabbing him and cutting him and slicing him. And then Otis just takes a hatchet and takes his arm off, just full chops it off. He's like smacking him on the face with his own hand, dude. <laughs> dude, it's like fucked up shit. There's one part where Firefly says to Chris Hardwick's character, "You know, I'm gonna hurt you real bad unless you guess the right answer. What's my favorite actor or some shit like that." And he's like, I don't know, right? And he guesses, and she's like, wrong, and just starts scalping him. Yeah. Just scalping him with a straight razor. Oh, my God. Brutal. Brutal. Very brutal. But anyway, yes, then the cops arrive. With Dad. Dad's there with them. Yes. And, and do like, you know oh, who the actor is? Did you recognize that actor? Oh, uh, I've seen him before. That's Private Ryan. That's Private Ryan when he's older and Saving Private Ryan. That's the old dude. Oh, fuck. Yes. At the end of Private Private Ryan, when you see Matt Damon start morphing yes, into the old man, that's yes. him. Dude. Oh shit! Fucking Private Ryan didn't end. It didn't uh, didn't it didn't work, dude? Didn't work anymore. Wow, like he, man. Uh, he survived World he survived War, War just, to just to get to fucking c- killed at the Fireflies house. Wow, and that's man, what I happens. Just he, rather died there in Europe. The uh, the cops. So basically, what ends up happening is he's kind of going off on his own, doing his own thing, looking in the cops. He's with the rook, the the partner, and the main cop is at the door talking to you know mama firefly and she brings him in the house and he's kind of looking around and questioning things uh mm-hmm. and she just shoots him she kills him she pulls a gun out and pops him in the back of the head uh meanwhile outside otis ends up shooting dad private ryan he goes down dies the partner's like freaking out right he's like holy shit and otis comes out and this is all going on with like music there's no you don't hear yeah. you, there's no like dialogue but you can mount you can see him mouthing the words put your hands up right and, this, and you know who this, that is right who's that the uh the partner yeah yeah, that's that? Walton Goggins. He's in uh, Justified. 
No, I don't watch that show. He's I the bad guy in Justified. Yeah, yeah dude, he was in a lot. He was in The Hateful Eight. He was in. The, we were just Didn't talking about it, Predators. Uh, yeah, no, he's 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 on a TV show currently too. I can't remember the name of it. I recognized him like when I saw him. I was the like, unicorn. Oh, I this guy is. Um, so he's on his knees now, dude. And there is this crazy scene where, for like, it feels like a half hour. Oh we're just staring God, at yes, Otis, dude. pointing a gun at this guy with the guy on his knees and his hands on his head. And it's yes, just dead silent. Dude. The song ends and it's dead silent. You don't yeah, hear... The camera's just pulling up and up. Yeah, you don't hear up. birds. You don't hear trees. You don't hear air. Nothing. It's just silence. And he's holding there for the longest time. And it's in slow motion and he falls backwards and you can see the fucking and smoke then you from hear, the gun barrel. And then you hear the birds and you hear a dog barking and you hear like all this crazy shit. And you're like, okay, so that's it, right? It's a short movie. How is this? I mean, it's it's done. They're not going to get away. Um, yeah, it's it's we get to we get to sit in through some more torture. We get to watch them dressed up as bunnies, being tortured, yeah, dude. Um, we get to watch the procession out to the uh, oh, oh yeah. to the tree, Doctor Satan tree. Yep, yep, yep. We um. Then there's so what? In, oh, the mermaid thing. That's right. They turn Rain Wilson into a mermaid, like he's part human, part mermaid. And so he's what you were, dead, but he's just like a, yeah. a stuffed display. Yeah, he's not yeah, a yeah, real yeah. living mermaid. You know, no. he's not like tusk or anything. But no, no, no. Um, they've got these. They, like I said, they had them all dressed up and looking like rabbits and shit. There's an, a scene where Otis comes up to the girl wearing her father's like skin. Oh as a yeah, mask, as a mask, his face. Dude. Oh, How fucked is that, man? No shit. And at first she thinks it's her dad. She's like, daddy, daddy. Like she's all, and then she realizes it's not. And it's like this horror kicks in. It's like you watch this girl's brain break right in front of you. A lot of shit ends up going down. And as what we, you would normally hope in these kinds of movies, the killers kind of, you know, they misstep and, you know, she ends up getting away. Like she's, she's wrestling around. She's fighting around. There's a lot of shit that goes down. They were down in the caverns or some shit. Yeah. Dr. Satan's Satan's layers. And yeah, which I remember watching this film and after it got to the certain point and then it kept going, I was like, this feels like a different movie now. Like it felt, it felt like it it shifted tonally. And then I found out why later I was reading some stuff and I found out why later, but it shifts. But yeah, so we get to go down underground. We go to see Dr. Satan doing all these experiments and fucked up shit. All his minions and shit down there. Oh yeah. Um, but it, it gets all the way to the point where she escapes. She finally escapes. She's bloodied. She's fucked up. She's, she's trying, she runs out into the street trying to, you know, trying to wave down, um, trying to wave down a, a passing car, a truck that's coming up or no, it's a car. It's coming up and uh, it's Dr. Spall. It's, it's captain Spalding. And I don't know if she doesn't recognize him because he did, Does he have the paint? I can't remember. I feel like he doesn't have the paint, but Maybe even so it's not like she, she has no connection to draw him to this family at this point, but she's also, we fucked don't up. either. Like she's we don't fucked either. Up. Yeah. You know that I mean? too. So she's also, so she's also in shock. Yeah. You know, and, and she sees, some part of her brain had to register that it was a face that she recognized that so was a So it should be able to help, yeah. Yes. She jumps in the car. He's like, you know, come on, relax. I got you. I'll take you home. And uh, Otis sits up from the back, right? Mm. And and boom. We're left to kind of be like, oh, well, she didn't get away. Fuck. She's dead. No. Nope. And this is how he ends his movie, dude. Yeah. It's a fucking, it is. It's, it's, it's straight up horrifying. There's a lot of real, it's gory. Um, it's borderline torture porn. 
Yeah, but for some reason, for me, it doesn't go overboard like Hostel or like Saw, like no. those movies. No. You know what I mean? Like those movies for me went way overboard with certain things, whereas he does it in a way that it doesn't feel like it feels gratuitous, but it doesn't feel like over oh, the top. God. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? It feels it feels like that old like it was it's raw, like that old school horrific kind of of, you know, gore horror. Yeah. But yeah, dude fucking house of a thousand corpses what a way to swing the bat and hit it on the first movie at least for the oh, people know, who enjoyed man. it right yeah because there's a lot of people who look at rob zombie just the films that he makes and they're just like hey like like you said uh at the end of last episode when we said we were going to be doing this you said there, there, there's people who either you like the films or you don't like them there's no really in between right um typically right yeah, yeah. you're either a, a fan of his work or not and there's a lot of people who aren't because they just feel like ah oh, he's just you know he's regurgitating stuff it's it's nothing it's not it's not original um but, but and they just don't like a, the style i guess and and that's fine if you don't like the style but an argument of it, it regurgitating he's regurgitating the beats but he's not regurgitating the material no, not typically. Not, you know not what completely. I mean? No, not for sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, but dude, yeah, I enjoyed it, man. I'm, like I said, after that, it made me go, okay, I want to see more of his films. And I wasn't let down with the one after. Um, and I, I, I did see a couple of his other ones, which is going to be fun to get into because I like, I, again, I like his style. I like what he does. So, so I was bought in after this. Yeah, no, I agree, dude. This is one of my, this is one of my top horror movies. Um, so this is one that I always love to watch, man. I haven't seen it in a while. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this is one that I love to put on and, and revisit every once in a while. And, and like I said, it's got that, well, like you said, it's got that um, that uh, 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 heritage stemming from Texas Chainsaw, uh, which is fucking great because I love that movie. And then you take it and you give it to me differently. Great. I love it. Then you add Bill Mosley from Texas Chainsaw 2 great yeah. i love it and he's almost kind of playing the exact same exactly. character dude exactly it, it has that great feel. and that's the thing i think like you if you're a fan of horror like that's a familiarity that pulls you in more it's like oh i'm familiar with this and even so even with those familiarities it still felt original enough and fresh enough oh yeah for me at least you know what but i he's mean killer dude bill mosley is especially oh, yeah, the way dude. he delivers those lines man mm. you know like after a while, zombies writing word like his dialogue just with the intent of like I can't wait till he delivers this line. You know what I mean? I can't <laughs> exactly, wait to say dude. this shit. Yeah. Um, so, what did you think of the overall um, the production of itself? Because again, so some one of the things that turns people off is the style and way it's produced. Like it shows these like those like I said, intercut with a lot of kind of just imagery, a lot of negative. Uh, you know, ne- instead of regular, you know exposures exposure it's negative exposure thank you um a lot of neon to it too you know what i mean which is great dude because i love that look at um uh i know you started watching creep show the show the the one they're doing now and they do the same thing in there where the light scenes in 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 a certain color and then when they they cut to like a different angle or something like that or something happened it's a different color the hot colors like that and he does that great in this movie and i love that because that's also a callback um the, the quality of the film, I don't mind it, and I like it because it fits and it makes sense. Having this rough, raw, gritty texture to the film, yeah. um, it, it it adds to that dirty, gritty everything that you're seeing in the movie around all the characters and the characters themselves. It just adds another element that makes them more disgusting. Um, 
and because of that, I love it. If he would have done this on like an IMAX camera, 70 millimeter and done it like really nice looking, you would have lost a huge part of what this film is and was supposed to be. And it wouldn't be the same film simply for that reason. Everything else could be the exact same, same shots, same angle, same editing, same actors. But because you don't have that texture with the film, completely different. I agree. 100%. It definitely lends to the feel. It lends to how you walk away feeling from the film. Um, But I'm a huge fan of it. Like I said, I mean, I'm saying it over and over, but I am, man. There's something about it. It does. What it feels like, too, to me, because knowing that initially this whole story came about because he was asked to create a horror house for Universal Studios. That's what it feels like. It feels yeah. like from the moment we get on the ride with those kids, we're on a ride and it's a mm-hmm. ride through a horror house. Like we're there t- like those transitions that I always keep talking about. Those are like tr- going from one room to another, right? Like you're moving. It's like from they one never got off the ride at Spalding. Man. Exactly. And we're just kind of along for it the entire time, all the way through, you know, and that's crazy because you see all this darkness, this muddiness, this creepiness, blood, gore, crazy stylized stuff. But then when it comes time to talk to the cops or the, the, the grandfather, it's like, hey, by the way, this is a normal neighborhood. It's October yeah. 30th. Kids are trick-or-treating early. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, oh, here's grandpa. It's like a regular everyday, like sit down and have apple pie with the guy and, and a cup of coffee. Yeah, um, or when he's calling the cops and you see the cops at the police station, it's just, it's normal. There's nothing over gritty about it. There's nothing that makes it feel that way. But man, I'm telling you this, it, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a ride. It's a horror ride. That's what this movie is. You're on oh, absolutely. a haunted house horror ride. And then they ended up uh, they ended up doing the House of a Thousand Corpses. They used it twice, I think, at Universal for horror Yeah, they, they had to rename it or something. Once in 2019. Thing. Yeah, it was no, no, no. They used it as House oh, of they a Thousand back? Corpses. Oh, they brought it back? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They used it in 2019 when I was living out there. And I said, like, oh, that'd be ah. so cool to see that. And I'm like, I don't feel like spending that kind I of money. See. Cool. Oh, I that's should awesome, have, though, dude. because that would have been a good story for the, <laughs> for the podcast. I know, yeah, I know. So the thing about it, like I said, I'm, I'm a fan, so I know some little things about it. And I know we have a fireside chat with you in a little bit. But one of the things I knew about it was that um, initially the film wasn't going to be made because it was a little over. It was like, we can't touch this thing. And so... When they made the house, it was kind of like, all right, well, we're not going to call it House of a Thousand Corpses. We're going to call it this because we're, you know, now that now that we have this and it's going to be. I think when it wasn't made, it was shelved for like two years, three years. How long ago? I don't know how long. Well, here I'll I'll get into I'll get into the discussion right now. Let's get into the fireside chats with Jim. Get that crackling sound in the back. All right, so to add on to what you're talking about, so this movie was made in 2000, I believe, originally around. Okay, three years earlier. Yes, and uh, being produced by Universal with the intent to be released by Universal, he went to the studio executives and said exactly what he was going to make. In conjunction Um, with the horror house, was it supposed to be this kind of thing? I didn't see. I didn't see anything where it came out of him designing the house. Oh, okay. Um, It very well could have, and, and maybe I just missed that part, but. It was originally filmed in 2000. Universal was supposed to release it. And then they called him and said, hey, we want a meeting. And uh, he said, oh, okay. So he showed up and they said, yeah, we're not going to release the film uh, because they didn't want it to get an NC-17 rating. They didn't like all the gory grittiness to it. So they said, fuck you. Um, We're just going to put it on a shelf. So they put it on a shelf and eventually he bought the rights back to the film, which is bullshit. Um, And I really, I'm kind of actually interested to know how much he paid them for the fucking rights to his own goddamn movie, man. Yeah, right. Here you go, real quick. In 1999, Zombie designed a haunted maze attraction at Universal Studios that was instrumental in reviving the annual Halloween Horror Nights 
and for which Bill Mosley presented Zombie an Award. Oh, that's cool. The studio uh-huh. later began working on an animated Frankenstein film. The idea for House of a Thousand Corpids, Corpses came to Zombie while designing a haunted house attraction with that title for the studio. Mm, okay, they, so, maybe yeah, it was so that's what it was. So basically, he he pitched the the haunted house to them first. That's crazy. Can you imagine yeah. that? Like, you say you're like, okay, we're gonna go and build this haunted house, and you and I decide to, and then our idea for what we want to do to scare people, we're like, oh, we could make a movie about that. I mean, it's kind of cool that you 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 put um, that much thought into your haunted house that it can translate to a movie. Yeah, you know. And then, yeah, like dude. I said, then they brought it back 2019, 20 years later. Um, yeah. So yeah, dude. And then so so anyway, so Universal shelved the movie. He bought the rights back, and then he was gonna. There was another studio he was in talks with. Oh, I think it was MGM. Okay. And then they decided they weren't gonna release it. So then he was gonna release it on his own. And then along came Lionsgate. Lionsgate, yeah. And they said, yeah, sure, we'll do it. We're trying to get into different types of films. And sure enough, yeah. the rest is history. Yep, they gave him money to make the movie. He made it. It wasn't. No, it was already made, dude. Oh no no! There was something about well, there was something about it though where no you're right it was the do you have this in your tidbits yet about the end I don't want to get into it if you have it there I don't the know the go into it because we'll go, we'll get into it either way so initially in the making of the film when he was filming it they gave the studio gave him this is the amount of money you're gonna have Universal gave him this right so he made okay. the movie he's running out of money and he's like dude we don't have enough money to do the end the way I want to do it and they're like we can't give you any more money so he just kind of does it however he can afford right they use all the money they do an ending and it sucked they're just like this ending sucks he's like yeah i know i need extra money they're like all right here's more money and so then that's when we get the whole going underground sequence the whole thing with dr say everything all that stuff comes out later he ends up Uh, doing that's why it feels like two films yes 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 see but there's there's also a couple things in here to add on to that too there was a lot of shit cut from this movie Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Because he didn't, for, he didn't want to get an X rating or, a, yes, or a, NC, whatever. At the time, NC-17. Uh, yeah. 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 So he had to cut an awful lot of this shit out. The uncut film has never been released. Ooh. Is that even available? Is it? Does it exist? You, you can find it. And I would love to revisit this film if we can find it and watch the uncut version of it. Really? The uncut version was ever only screened once as far as I know, at the Argentine Film Festival. That was the only time it was ever screened. But it's supposed to be a lot more gory and tortury and a lot more fucked up. But there's a lot that they actually ended up having to cut out of the movie because of, like I said, getting that NC-17 rating. Um, Apparently, the creation of the Fishboy snuff video was also... um something that they did later after they had extra money. I was just looking up and it says that there's alternate versions of the film. The full version shown at the Argentinian film festival has a slightly different version of the captain Spaulding story about Satan, a scene in the back of the car where baby accuses the girls of being lesbians, an extended version of Denise, Jerry and Mary are tied up in the living room where it's revealed that grandpa Hugo is Dr. Satan. Yes. That was another part of my tidbits. They, uh, that the script was originally written where grandpa was going to be Satan. Dr. Satan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, did you have any more tidbits? I don't want to jump on um, this. When does the movie take place? 20th century. I'm assuming the 70s. It all feels 70s. It all looks 70s. Yeah, October 30th, um, 1977. Was it? I couldn't remember. Did it show the According year? According to what I saw. I don't know. That's what I just read someplace. Because I remember it coming up October 31st when it was Halloween. 
but I don't remember if it said the year. But yeah, it totally feels like a seventies film. Uh, the all those cutaway weird cutaway scenes uh, were actually done after filming was done. They were done in Rob Zombie's basement on a sixteen millimeter camera, which makes sense, dude. That, yeah, that, that, like it looks like it was made in a basement with a sixteen yeah. millimeter camera, dude. It totally does. Um, Zombie's not a big fan of his own film. He's not. He doesn't like it. According to an interview, yeah, he um, he said it was. Uh, Kind of like all over the place, and yeah, he just wasn't happy with uh with how it came out. One one of the things I do remember was that he, he didn't intend it to have as much humor as it did, but, but it then he just kind of so well, then he did. He just started to like lean into it as they were filming. Yes. It's like, all right, well, it's coming across this way. Let's do this kind of a movie, you know. Um, which is funny because when I when I saw that interview, I was just kind of thinking to myself, I mean, I don't really see too much funny in that movie. To be honest, even it's in not, like a dark comedy kind of a way, it's not slapstick comedy. It's very twisted, dry comedy. Twisted for sure. Yeah, you could definitely say that. Yeah, it's like, yeah. So coming from music, coming from you know his videos and all that stuff, and like I said, a lot of this looks like maybe one of his music videos. It only makes sense, makes sense that the entire score is his music. And his oh style yeah, of music. Yeah. Well, and wait, th- does he use any any soundtrack? I can't remember. Oh, he uses old stuff like 1920s, that 1920s singing thing when she's lip syncing. Yeah, when that. yeah, yeah, when baby's um, doing her performance. But yeah, dude. Um, overall, it's all his kind of like Rob Zombies. If you listen to his music, when you hear you recognize his songs, you know yeah. it is. You know exactly what it is. Exactly. Yep. Yep. Which is um, cool because he does that for a lot of films. Like a lot of his films are actually titled based off of songs he did. This yeah. one, this one, this one, uh, the song came out and was recorded in 2001. So it was after this was already in production right. and everything. But, you know, later on, like, um, like he's even got a Michael Myers song, dude. Um, but he's got the Lords of Salem yeah, um, and, and all the other ones. And, and you know what? I mean, it's kind of obvious, but I'm going to say it. What he's going to use for the Munsters movie. Hey, talk about Munsters, man. You saw it in this one? There's that scene where Grandpa oh, and I think Otis are sitting and they're watching TV. Like it yeah. literally starts with that scene with with uh, Herman Munster saying some in the stuff. Car. Like and then it pulls away and then you see they're sitting in the living room. I was like, "Hey, Munsters! Like, look at that come back around. That's fucking cool." Yeah, but you dude. know, that's the song he's going to end up using for that movie is Dragula. Oh come on, they have yeah. to. Yeah. Have oh to. yeah. Yeah. Did you know? Did, did you have any more tidbits? No. That concludes uh, this uh, week's. Um, Do you know all of, of the Firefly family were named after Groucho Marx characters from Groucho Marx films? I did see that. Yes. That's yes. a cool thing too, which is a really kind of weird. Like, like you know what I mean? Like, if you told me it was named after like like specific side characters or, or kind of characters you wouldn't really hear about from 70s horror movies, I'd be like, oh, yeah, that makes sense, right? Yeah. But now you're going to come to me and tell me that the characters are all Groucho Marx, like from Groucho Marx movies. Like, what? Who's Groucho Marx? I don't know this one. Groucho Marx is part of the Marx Brothers. They're famous from, um, I can't remember the Marx how Brothers. old. They're, they're comedians. They were comedians, basically. Okay. You know, back in the 20s and thir- maybe 30s and 40s. I can't remember the exact decades. But uh, yeah, dude, it's, it's, it just doesn't, to me, it doesn't fit. It's co- that's like the Three <laughs> Stooges. It's comedy. And then all of a sudden he's taking it. It'd be like me, us writing our horror movie and then picking uh, the names from all the characters from Family Guy to be in this movie. Yeah, that'd be pretty funny, though. 
But it, you would think like, what? Why yeah. Family Guy? Yeah, Why yeah, not like, like Nightmare on Elm from? Street? You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, dude. I don't I don't know where that came from. But uh, when I read that too, I was like, what? That's that's how that's, that's insane. <laughs> Captain Spaulding, all of them. They're all they're all from Groucho Marx movies. Interesting. Yeah. So, did but you overall, know, dude, did you know Grandpa uh, never got to see the official 2003 release in a film? Oh, he died before that. Yeah, that sucks. I knew he was dead. I didn't know it was before that. That's yeah. He's got a track record here, zombie dude. Maybe he should just stop making films because people he works with tend to die dude you got yeah. grandpa he you does got work Karen with a lot Black. of old people dude yeah you got <laughs> a lot um, of the older folks sid hag like, holy shit dude yeah he's, he's working mcdowell's next man he's working with a lot of people that are older and and some of them look like they don't really take care of themselves in life like they're pretty yeah, weathered. he's going back to his uh he's going back to his roots man and who he used to watch in the movies and you know hell yeah dude hell yeah um, but overall, man, this movie I love and, and I watch it every oh, year yeah, during dude. Halloween time. Um, it's, it's again, I'm always a fan and I'm glad we're kicking off zombies films. Um, and it just seems right. You obviously we're going to go in order. So I can't wait to get to the next one, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm, I'm a fan of, uh, of devil's rejects. That's what we're doing next. Yes. Yeah. I haven't, I've seen the movie. I've seen it like I think two times, um, but I haven't seen it other than that. Not so as much as house to, of a thousand corpses. Yeah. Yeah, so this will be interesting to revisit it. That's funny. I saw Devil's Rejects more than I've seen House of a Thousand Corpses. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, and the thing is, is it's 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 obviously still a zombie film, and we're going to get into it next week. But uh, it's you can see the difference now, right? You can oh, see yeah. the difference after this into this next film, and how much more money they were willing to throw at them, right? Mm-hmm. All right, dude. Uh, that's all I have to say about House. You got anything else? Um, I don't believe so i don't think so sweet that is it sweet 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 easy peasy. all right so i guess next week we're coming back with the devil's rejects we're going to keep on with the rob zombie films um, oh you know what i do have one more thing i'm sorry oh, dude no, that's um, good. i saw this this week and i made mention this to you um if you are into a house of a thousand corpses um if you're a horror fan and you're a collector uh get a load of this um trick or treat studios yeah. I guess is a, a studio that makes uh, horror-related things. Yes, they're making a set of action figures um, that are House of a Thousand Corpses action figures, uh, which we will all, we will be getting a, uh, a Dr. Satan and the Professor uh, action figure, as well Sweet. as, um, looks like here in the picture they're showing, we're going to get Baby in her costume when she's doing her uh, lip sync, awesome. and then you're going to get Otis when he's in his red outfit with the blonde hair coming oh, down, God. and his face is all painted. Yeah, nice. Yeah, nice. Yeah. That's awesome. Dude, yeah, so. looking forward to it. Looking forward to it. Um all right, let's get out of here. Do you uh all right, you dude. want to tell them where to find us on the social media? Uh yes, yeah, OOTS Pod on Twitter. Come and interact. Uh we are on Facebook and Instagram slasher. Uh and I think that's it. Uh under that's it. under um out of the shadows, shadows podcast. Yeah, come yeah, find come us. Come and find us out. Um, on a side note, for those interested, uh, we took a little trip this weekend, and we visited the good old One Twelve Ocean Ave. Oh yeah, Amityville House. That uh, was awesome. Yeah, it was pretty cool, dude. I've cool seen it before, field. but it was. Still we got cool a picture. To go back we got our picture it. up there. Yeah, go check out Chris's. Uh, Oh, wait, no, I posted it to the Twitter page. So guess what, everybody? Go to the Twitter page, give us a follow, give the photo a like, and check it out and see which uh, 
see the real Amityville Horror House because I'll tell you, it doesn't look anything like what I thought it would look like. Still felt creepy though, dude. Yes. It still felt Just creepy. knowing. I don't know why. It felt fucking creepy. Even, even, even all the DeFeo stuff aside. Yeah. Because there's debates on all that. Even all that aside, just knowing that an entire family was shot to death there. Oh, you just mean the Lutz that. stuff aside? Lutz stuff aside. Yes, that's what I meant. All the Lutz, I keep yeah, getting yeah. names backwards. Yes, all the Lutz aside, the DeFeo family was murdered there. So just knowing that and looking at the house, you're kind of already like, crazy. oh, damn. Yep, it's crazy. Yeah, so make sure to check us out on social media, guys. Next week, we'll come back at you with The Devil's Rejects. For Jim Clark, this is Chris Chavez. We'll see you guys next week. And until then, keep your eye on the shadows.